In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, O God, Amin. May God bestow on us His graces and mercy now and forever unto the age of all the ages. Amin. It is a great blessing to be among you tonight. One of the evenings where we celebrate the Holy Virgin Mary and the great honor and the grace that she received to be called the Mother of God, the Holy Theotokos. It's a great blessing for me to be invited by Abuna uh, Moses. He's a dear father to me, uh, and I, I, I always take a blessing, love praying with him, and love coming to St. Gregory. Uh, and uh, during this wonderful time of the year, the blessed fast of St. Mary. Today I would like to meditate with you in a few words about the motherhood and intercession of St. Mary. One of the titles, or the most commonly used titles, of St. Mary is that she is the Theotokos. She is the mother of God, and she is a mother in general. A title, the mother of God, was uh, that St. Cyril of Alexandria insisted on in his response to Nestorius, who denied the, the, the oneness or the union of the divinity and the humanity of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why he wanted to call St. Mary the Christotokos or the mother of Christ. But St. Cyril insisted that St. Mary is called Theotokos or the mother of God to declare that the one born of St. Mary is the incarnate Logos or the incarnate Son of God himself. United in him is the, the divinity and the humanity without mingling confusion or alteration as we pray in the Holy Liturgy. And the Archangel, Archangel Gabriel, he witnessed to her, to her motherhood and to uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, when he said that the one who is born of you is the Most High. And he also said that he is the Holy One and he is the Son of God as mentioned in the Gospel of St. Luke chapter one. And in St. Mary's encounter with St. Elizabeth, she was filled with the Holy Spirit just from the greeting of St. Mary before any external signs of the pregnancy of St. Mary with, with the Lord Jesus Christ appeared on her. But St. Elizabeth knew when she was filled with the Holy Spirit and she spoke saying, Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And the church combated with the heresies in the early church and developed the doctrines concerning St. Mary and emphasized two important Christological facts regarding the motherhood of St. Mary. The first thing is that Jesus was born truly of St. Mary. He took a real flesh, a real human flesh from her, from a real mother. And this is very evident in the prayers of the church and especially in the Theotokias, the seven Theotokias that we have, one for each night in the midnight praises. And the second important fact is that Jesus Christ, who was born of the Virgin Mary, is the eternal Son of God who has no beginning. And the other church fathers spoke of the necessity of giving St. Mary her right of motherhood according to our, our belief in the mystery of the divine incarnation. That's why the church 
asserts that this title is used, the title of the Theotokos or the title of the Mother of God. And St. Cyril mentioned also that although St. Mary did not give her son, our Lord Jesus Christ, his divine personality and nature, but that does not diminish her right of the title, the Mother of God. Just as the earthly mothers or the physical mothers now, they give birth to children, they do not give birth to the soul or the spirit of the baby who is born, but just the human flesh, but yet they are still called the mother of the baby who is born. So that's why St. Mary is the mother of Jesus who is God, the incarnate Logos, the Word of God. A question comes is, why does God choose? Why did He choose to be born of a woman? Why couldn't He just take a body? He could have created a body from, for Himself out of nowhere and He could have descended on the earth from heaven in order to redeem us and to continue the salvation. But by taking the flesh, He became a member of the human race. He became a descendant of Adam and also through St. Mary's motherhood to Him, the blood of the humanity ran through the Lord Christ's vessel. And this is, this is the blood that was shed by Him on our behalf for the remission of our sins. And St. Augustine relates this motherhood of St. Mary to the Lord Jesus Christ to us in a very wonderful and a very interesting manner. He said that Mary conceived in her mind before she conceived in her body. Before she bore the Lord Jesus Christ physically, she bore Him spiritually in her heart and in her mind through faith, through listening, through obeying, through keeping the Word of God and pondering it in her heart. So, he also said that Mary's motherhood to the Lord Jesus Christ in the flesh would have been of no profit if she hadn't joyfully borne Christ in her heart first and foremost. And this is the reason why the Lord Jesus Christ waited until what the Bible marks as the fullness of time, until he looked from heaven and found no one like St. Mary to come and take the flesh from her because she was full of grace, she was full of obedience, she was full of humility, she was full of purity, she was full of love to God, she born God in her heart and in her mind, in her worship by following the commands and obeying Him before God chose her to be His mother in the flesh. And in fact, we can all relate to St. Mary's motherhood in this sense. By allowing Christ inside, who is inside each one of us to work and manifest and be born unto us as children of God, we can also become mothers of God as well in a spiritual sense. This is what the fathers termed or they called the maternity of the soul to God. They mentioned that from baptism, the spiritual life of a Christian is the growth of Christ as an infant, himself within the motherly heart. 
like like St. Paul said, until it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives and who manifests in me. So we, each heart, the heart of each one of us, each soul, can become, can be called the mother of God also, because we bear Christ inside us spiritually. And we can call the mother, be called the mothers of God if we allow Christ to grow, his love to grow until he manifests himself in us and until he is born out of us that it's no longer us who live but Christ who lives inside us. The Father said that every Christian conceived God in their heart also. Just like St. Mary who was of such purity that she deserved to be the Theotokos, we also can be them, can be mothers of the Lord. We need to have Christ inside us. We need to live the life of purity so that we can allow Christ's face to shine upon us. Just like St. Paul mentioned to the Galatians, he said, my little children, for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. Christ is formed in you as an infant. God is waiting for us so that he may grow inside each and every one of us until we are called also mothers of God. And this is our goal and this is our hope in magnifying St. Mary in interceding in asking for her intercession on our behalf is for her to teach us to have Christ be formed on us and bear him in our hearts and in our minds. In this point, I want to share a very beautiful uh, uh, quote by St. Ambrose of Milan who said that this which, what happened to the pure Mary when the fullness of the Godhead which was in Christ alone out through her is also fulfilled in every soul that leads a pure and virgin life. No longer indeed does the Master come with bodily presence. The Lord Christ is not going to reincarnate. We're not going to bear Him in the flesh again. But we know Christ no longer according to the flesh as St. Paul mentioned in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. But He dwells in us spiritually. And brings His Father with Him as the Gospel says when Jesus told the disciples, If anyone loves me, he will, he will keep my word and my Father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. St. Ambrose continues to say that when the soul then begins to turn to Christ, she is addressed as Mary. That, that is, she receives the name of the woman who bore Christ in her womb for she has become a soul who in a spiritual sense gives birth to Christ. And he tells us, watch that you do the will of the Father so that you may be a mother of Christ as well. This is our hope and this is our, uh, our goal. And Christ himself asserts this in the Gospel of St. Matthew and the Gospel of St. Mark when he said that whoever does the will of God or the will of my Father in heaven is my, bro my brother, my sister, and my mother. So even Christ himself, he is saying, 
we can all be called brothers and sisters and even mothers of Christ himself by doing the, the will of God. St. Mary showed and manifested that she is truly a mother. She is a caring and a loving mother of us all and that was apparent in Mary's many situations in the scriptures and also throughout the tradition. From the caring about the people in the wedding of Cana of Galilee to also uh, the Lord Christ entrusting her to the beloved Saint John and to all the humanity to Saint Matthias who was prisoned in Philippi and she dissolved all the iron in order to free him to the people of Egypt who saw a lot of distress as she had many apparitions on the dome of the church of Saint Mary in Zaytun. So Saint Mary is truly a mother and she is truly an intercessor. As we say in the midnight hour of the Agbeya, O Theotokos, the mother of mercy and salvation, intercede for the salvation of our souls. If you play, pray, pay close attention to the melody and the praise of the veneration of Saint Mary, you will see that repeated very often that she is a mother. The mother of the Master, the mother of the Refuge, the mother of Emmanuel, the mother of our God. And as a mother, she is the most fitting intercessor on our behalf to her son, Jesus Christ. Speaking, the second quick point I want to touch on is speaking of her intercession and the intercession of the saints in the church. We all pray for one another. Because as a soul moves closer to God, it gets closer to others and asks and prays for them and therefore and for their salvation. And the scripture mentions many references to intercession. The Lord himself accepted the intercessions and the prayers of many. And on their behalf of this intercessions, he was able to heal and respond and do miracles. He healed the paralytic man who was uh, brought down through the ceiling or through the roof of a house where Christ was in and he said that when Jesus saw their faith he told the paralytic man son your sins are forgiven you he also healed the servant of the centurion on behalf of the faith of the centurion he said I have not seen faith like this and he told them go your servant is made well he also healed the daughter of the Canaanite because of the cries of her mother on her behalf. And God wants us all to love one another as He does. He wants us to ask on each other's behalf, to pray on each other's behalf. As St. Paul mentioned, meanwhile praying also for us all, which shows the unity of the church as members of one body caring for each other, looking out for each other's salvation. How much more effective is the intercession of St. Mary, the Mother of God, on our behalf, who is standing in front of the throne of God. And this, mother, this motherhood that was bestowed upon Our Lady St. Mary is not honorary, but it's rather a responsibility so we can hold St. Mary accountable. 
as an intercessor, as a mother for us all, we can hold her just like we hold Christ. We speak to him with his promises. We can also speak to St. Mary as a mother. And this is the way we plead for her intercession on our behalf. I'm gonna conclude by that this motherhood and this intercession was very apparent in the example of the miracle of the wedding of Cana of Galilee. That when she saw the people having no wine, she interceded on their behalf to the Lord Jesus Christ, her son, and told them they have no wine. And this teaches us many things about the intercession of St. Mary on our behalf and what is her role as an intercessor on our behalf. First and foremost, she did not repeat her, her request. She only requested once. She told them they have no wine. And although the Lord told her, what have this to do with me? It's not my hour yet, but yet she still had the assurance. She still had the conviction and the faith that the Lord Jesus Christ will work and he will respond and he will care for the people. And that's why she turned to the people right away and told them, whatever he tells you, do it. And this is the second important lesson that St. Mary teaches us. That when we ask for an intercession, we do not ask for miracles. Yes, we do ask for healing. We do ask for help. But first and foremost, we ask for her to teach us, to show us how to fulfill the command of God, how to carry out the will of God, how to respond that whatever the Lord Christ teaches us, whatever the Lord Christ tells us to do, that we should do it. May the Lord uh, help us that we may ask for her prayers and intercession, that we may be able to fulfill the commandments of her son through her motherhood to the Lord and be saved by the grace of her son and glory be to our God forever and ever. Amen.